Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, how can you confidently delegate to your team knowing things will actually get done the right way? It's a tough question because as a solopreneur, it can be easy to want to do everything yourself, but soon you'll find that mentality burns you out and holds back your business. Instead, listen to our conversation with Peter today where we share our best advice for setting up systems and processes to make delegating a breeze. We'll be right back after this quick break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air as always is my friend Clay Mosley from getdripify.com. Hey Clay. What's up man? Let's let's uh let's podcast. Let's uh, podcast, let's podcast man. You know, I can almost <laughs> say that intro in my sleep. Uh it just comes out so buttery smooth now. I've <laughs> been doing this so long with you buddy and it's just a lot of fun. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I was asking you before we hit record uh, how things were going, and then we got interrupted or talked about something else. I don't remember. So how how are things? How are things in business? How are things in life? You're a relatively new dad. Just how are things? You know, things are great. Um, I, I'm finally, you know, I finally hired a nanny, which is good. Nice. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like that's just like one of those things where I'm just like, okay, I just gotta I gotta bite the bullet and hire a nanny and get back into. Uh, whatever you whatever you call work life balance, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Whatever that yeah. means. <laughs> you gotta maybe put a little more work in the work life balance. Uh, yeah, because you've been you've been I, like you've been pretty hardcore, like dad being a dad, which is great. Being a husband, yeah. Uh, but sometimes you gotta balance that back out. So that's that's you know, fun. You know, it's I you know I figured uh, what's funny, and and I know this is not what the podcast is about today because I know we got Peter, um, but. I figured out that I I have less time to work, but I am way way more efficient now. So mm. that's so that's so funny you say that. Sorry, we're gonna. <laughs> Peter is holding on the air right now. Hold on, just one <laughs> second, Peter, and we're gonna welcome you onto the show. But Clay, it's so interesting that you say that because um, for people who know my story, I, I did Milo as a side hustle for years, and um, I sort of. Yeah, things that used to take me like an hour or a day or two to do, I ended up condensing way down when we had our first son. Um, 
and and then I ended up because we had our son, I ended up getting a full time job because the side hustle just wasn't cutting it financially, and mm-hmm. so I got a mm-hmm. full time job. And and at that job, I started riding the train to work every day. It was like forty minutes in, forty minutes out, and um and <laughs> that was like the time I had to work on the side hustle basically because when I was at work, I was at work. When I was at home, I was dad and husband, and so I had like eighty minutes a day, an hour and twenty minutes a day where I could work on this side hustle. And man, I got efficient because yeah, there was just less less time to mess around. So yeah, it's funny you say that. Good man. Well, finally, we're going to welcome our guest <laughs> to the show today. Peter, thank you so much for calling in. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling in. Calling in from South Africa. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm based in Johannesburg, South Africa. And yeah, I'm glad to be on this show to finally get a chance to talk to some of the guys I enjoy listening to. Well, we appreciate you listening. And uh, of course, we appreciate everybody listening. And now we're going to talk a bit about Peter's business today. Why don't we? Why don't you kick us off, Peter? Tell us the name of your business, what kind of work you do, uh, and, and kind of what your business looks like at the moment. Uh, so I'm a software engineer. I'm a freelancer, and I am the founder of a company called AfroLinks IT Solutions. So what we do is uh, all your software development, um, but I've been focusing mainly on integration of systems, building uh, web applications and mobile applications to with a focus on improving the way that other SMEs, small to medium enterprises can, can operate. So it's, it's about uh, digital transformation, and I like to think of myself as a digital transformation catalyst. Okay, interesting. So I heard in there, working with a lot of SMBs, like small to medium-sized businesses, um, it, tell, us, tell us maybe a little bit more about the kinds of clients that you work with. So the clients that I work with um, range, there are a couple of clients who, um, in in businesses like your plumbers, your electricians, I've got some accountants um, oh, okay. who also want to to improve some of their processes. Um, I've worked for a non-governmental organization, a not-for-profit um, organization. Yeah. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, sounds like It sounds like you've got a lot going on, and how, tell me how long you've been at it. Um, I registered this company way back in 2009. Um, okay. So, so quite a while. Uh, so, yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where you register a company and it's shelved because you spend most of the time. Yeah. You know, it, it was my side hustle for, for a great deal of time. I think it's only around 2017. But I also then around 2019, 2020, started getting interns, um, putting them on an internship program to then make them uh, developers and take them through the process. But one of the biggest challenges that I've had with that is uh, having enough time or splitting up the time between the work that I do, uh, the consulting work that I do for my clients, working projects for other clients, and also finding the time to upskill some of the interns that I bring on board. So delegation okay, of those so, tasks. So Peter, how many, how many people do you have uh, working for you right now? How many people are on your team? Uh, right now, um, including subcontractors, um, the team is about eleven. About eleven people. Eleven of you. Cool. So a good, yes. so a good sized company. Um, and when you filled out the questionnaire, now people who have listened to the show for a while know that when people like Peter come on the show, we'd love to have you. By the way, come on for a coaching call. We'd love to give you our best advice for scaling up your business. In case you don't know, in case you're new here, Clay and I have both built 
and scaled and sold some businesses. And, and we'd love to share how you could do the same thing with your service-based business. You don't necessarily have to aim to sell it, but certainly scale up your business. And um, and we'd love to do that for you. Peter heard us you know, make that recommendation on the air. He, he signed up for a time to come chat with us, and here he is. And we'd love to have you too. Just visit freelance2founder.com. And then scroll to the bottom of the page. There's some information there on how to sign up for a call. But Peter, when you were filling out your questionnaire, you put that um, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being freelancer, 10 being founder, you put that you're currently at a 4. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, you've got a team under you, working with you. You've, you've been in business for a while. But you put that in the next 6 or 12 months, you'd like to be more at an 8. Could you share with us what an 8 looks like? For your business, what's like an ideal scenario twelve months from now? Um, an ideal scenario is uh, an eight for me would be having a team that is able to uh, kind of you know, uh, run uh, independently. Mm. So yeah, so getting getting um, projects, passing them on to the team, and having the team run with that, so that I can focus more on the vision of the organization, yeah. so that I can do a lot. What more. do you focus on now? You a bit yourself. of everything. <laughs> a bit of everything, unfortunately. That's why I, I put myself at a four. Um, I'm, I'm focused on, on, on marketing the skills, on branding it. I've, I've already rebranded it around 2017. Uh, and that's when I got the name uh, Afrolinks and went with that. But but even then, I was focusing just on consulting. And, um, and right now, uh, the, the message that we're trying to put forward is that we are focusing on digital transformation. That's the niche that we're going for. So um, I'm trying to drive that. But at the same time, um, the kind of three pieces of work that we work on, there are long-term projects, there's the consulting that we do, and then there are in-house ideas, some innovations that we think might work. So all these three I've, I've kind of been involved uh, with, and I want to be at a point where I know that um, I can sit and have a, a, like a blueprint um, where I, just, I, I design it with the team, and then they, they go off and... and Get that. Okay. Kind of having an operator in the in the company while I focus on. So you do, you you mentioned marketing at the beginning. Do you also do the sales? That's right. So I also and then uh, you close the clients. You, you close the clients. You also do some project management. So That's right. yeah. So you're 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 doing which which one of those uh, takes up most of your time? Uh, at present, it's uh, it's the marketing. It's it's uh, getting to the point where um, I'm comfortable with um, the message that we are sending through. So it's all about looking at, uh, for example, getting down to the digital transformation. Uh, took a bit of time trying to understand what it is that would be our core business, and now finding the right wording and putting it out there, and knowing that you know um, I, I just finished redoing the website. And then I need to advertise it on LinkedIn, Facebook. That kind of of work takes a great deal of my time. Um, yet, what I'm more involved, uh, what I love doing the most, is uh, around the project management, getting um, getting the sign off, and being able to to deliver. So, so you want to you want to grow, you want to run the business, you want to grow the business, you want to do the strategy, um, and you want to be able to hand off the client projects to subcontractors who can deliver quality work back to you and then you back to the client or something to that effect. Does that kind of sound right? That's right. Yes. Okay. So I, I guess is the, is the question like, how do you, 
I guess what's the hurdle? Is the hurdle that you don't have enough people working for you, that they don't have enough time to help you? Is the hurdle that you're not good at delegating and handing things off? Like what's what's really the problem that we can help you with today, Peter? So for me, the biggest issue is around delegation. So okay. um, even yeah. as I'm so just having the, like like not being able to pass off, de- not not being able to delegate what kind of work is it? Is it not the admin work or the or the um, strategic work? You want to hold on to that, but you're having a hard time delegating the project work. That's right. The the actual project work because um, at present I've got about four projects that are that are running um, and I'm heavily involved in all four of them. And that doesn't give me enough time to take a step back and and focus on you know what comes next and to also be able to get reports and see what's falling behind because I'm um, so hang close on, to the project. I'm, I'm I'm hang on, I'm just I'm a I'm a little confused here. So I so you said you're getting bogged down with projects. Um, but you also said marketing is taking up most of your time. That's right. Is yes, it, so, okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where your time is being spent right now. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. So coming up with the, with the marketing, uh, coming up, for example, with the content creation um, and how that will be uh, set up on the different social media platforms and, and even who to target and how to market takes up a great deal of my time. Um, 
Uh, okay, so same- compa- compared to project work, though, how many hours a week would you say you're doing on marketing versus on projects? So I think um, in a week, I'll probably be doing about 30 hours um, on, on marketing and okay. maybe 10 or so on projects. Um, okay, so I'm and confused because- and I'm with Clay because I, I don't quite understand. You say you're getting bogged down with projects, but it's really only taking up a quarter of your time. And really, the marketing's taking up most so, of your time. So it is taking up most of my time. The, the, marketing, is, the marketing is taking up most of my time. Uh, what I'm looking for is a way that I can, for example, um, what I want to move away from is getting uh, involved in the projects. Um, okay, so I you want, want to, you want to take you want to take that ten hours a week that you're working on projects, and you want to take it to zero, basically. I'd like to take it to a point where um, once I know that the project has started, I've handed it over to a team, either subcontractors or the interns that yep. are working in house. Yep. And, and how many and hours a week do you actually want to spend on projects? Oh, something like, uh, I mean, um, an hour a day just getting feedback. Uh, okay, so what, five, five hours a week? Yes, four or five hours a week. Okay, um, so, we're, so we're talking about now, so now we're talking about we're here today to figure out how to cut down your project work, cut your project work in half. Does that sound right? That's right. But okay. also... Um, just, just another thing that I wanted to say about the projects. That, that, so if I spend um, 30 hours a week uh, or so on marketing, and um, let's say Monday to Thursday, I've been doing some other work, some marketing, some sales. The last day of the week, um, you'll find that there's been such a backlog uh, because I hadn't been in a position to delegate some of the tasks. And then there's a backlog on the project. So it's like I've got so many dependencies. And, uh, but what I'm trying to get away from is those kind of dependencies. So okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I love the idea of like talking about delegating without dependencies, um, meaning delegating to a point where someone can take take the thing you've delegated, take the assignment, run completely with it, finish it, and bring it back completed to you without needing tons of your feedback, tons of your help, tons of your input. Clay, you've managed a team of, I think at, at its biggest, your mm-hmm. team was what, 20, 24 Something like that? Yeah, 20, 23, 24, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And and so obviously there was a lot of delegating happening there and, and you were servicing tons of clients, um, running a fairly uh, fairly good-sized company, you know, a million dollars in recurring revenue a year. And um, how, how did you approach delegation in a way that uh, your team members felt like they could run with something and not have to come talk to you every... <laughs> Every step along the way. <laughs> uh, so okay, so there's there's a lot of pieces to this. Um, first of all, the obvious, I had to train them all. All right, so like I had to train them all from the beginning, like the right mm-hmm. way to do it. But more importantly, I documented the training. Yeah. So like to train somebody without documentation, I'm just going to tell you right now, they're going to keep hitting you back up. About questions, questions. There's nothing wrong with questions, but like okay. if you have documentation, like standard operating procedures or like a step by step procedure on how to do a certain thing, it could even be in like what, what we did. We did video formats. Um, yeah, that's what we do like, too. We do like a screen. Yeah. I usually do like a screen recording mm-hmm. of me actually doing the task. 
Yep, screen records. Yeah, you could do, you, and you could do a, a variety of both. It, do, it just doesn't matter. Uh, it just depends on what you prefer uh, and your team prefers. And so, like, by and and I've done it both ways. I like I messed up at the beginning by trying to train a bunch of people without having documentation, and right. I I still had them coming back to me so many different times, and it doesn't matter how many times I hammered it into their head, like they would still come back. But yeah. like, and then I. We added in SOPs um, with all this documentation, and then that drastically cut it down big time because yeah, they can sure. always reference back what it is that, like, how they needed to do certain things without having to hit me up. So that was the first like key thing that I did was to have SOPs in place um, so that they can reference back on those things. And where, where um, did you just just? To yep. get highly tactical here, where did you like store those? Like, for example, on our team, we store them all as, do- <clears throat> excuse me, documents in ClickUp, and so you can search ClickUp for like how to, you know, upload a podcast episode or or whatever it might be. Where did you guys? Yeah. Do that? Um, so I currently use ClickUp now, but before uh, we used Monday, uh, Monday dot yeah, okay. com, yep. um, which is essentially almost the same thing. Um, I know there's other, yeah, right. I know there's other resources like Trainual you can use. Um, yeah, there's different that always ways felt you can like that. that always felt like a little too much for what I needed. Yeah, like same. A, it feels like a like a corporate level. Yep. Situation. Yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> can I, I say can the I second just, thing? Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, just one question I wanted to know: uh, when when splitting up the uh, the whether to do the documentation is it all? Do you, do you go for one specific format? Are you, are you going to make them videos where you're stepping uh, through a process, or do you have a mixture of the media? So you have documents, do you have video. Um, I think a, this depends on you and your team. Okay. Really, like you need to use whatever format you know that your team is actually mm-hmm. going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like we started out with. With written and written format, like in Google Docs, and did and then did screenshots of everything. Um, and then my team was like, "We would much rather just have screen record videos." And so yeah. you have to go. There's no. There's no. Each way, each format is. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Uh, I guess there is. Like the right way is to do whatever your team is actually going to use. <laughs> yeah. And and for me too, it depends on the task. Like some tasks don't need a full video recording. Yeah. Just, it's just like a couple bullet points of like, here's how this works. Or or like what I have found is I'll do like a 20-minute video recording and I'll think it's awesome and in-depth. And then my team's like, can I just have a couple bullet points so I don't have to watch this whole video mm-hmm. the whole the, every time I need to remember how to do this? And so it's just about between your team and the tasks at hand, it's about finding like the right medium for communicating what yep. needs to get done. It's it's all about efficiency here, not about like a right or wrong answer. Yeah, and speaking of efficiency, I think what's really, really key is hyper-organizing this documentation to where it's super easy to find whatever the person is looking for. Um, so if they're trying to find how to, I don't know, like how to... Um, uh, ch- uh, check billing, check client billing, right? Um, then that need that needs to be easily findable um, for them to to find that if if they need to remind themselves of how to do that. So they don't right. you don't need to just dump a bunch of videos in one location. Um, I think it needs to be categorized. I was gonna say yeah, like how how do you normally do that? 
Yeah, I mean, like I have it uh, personally. I have it. Uh, what do you call it? Categorized into like I have administrative. Um, I have marketing. I have project management. I have sales. And then for each one of those, I have little subcategories. So like, for example, billing, um, that's under administrative, right? So, yeah. 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 We do the same thing. We, we have like, um, we have like marketing SOPs and then under that, it might be like social media, email, um, and all the different, different little things that have to happen. Yeah. So. Um, a couple, a couple other points on just kind of what you're, you're talking about as far as like how to allow a team to do, to to easily delegate the stuff to a team. The second point I'll make is um, uh, this particular, I don't know if this is going to work with every single organization. This this absolutely worked for me is communication kind of rules. So like what I had, I, I had no rules as far as like no boundaries, I should say, as far as like how and when my mm-hmm. team can reach mm-hmm. out to me during the day. Which meant they hit me up. I, I probably got hit up twenty times a day from my entire team, and that made like that meant I got no work done because that was twenty disruptors throughout the. You day. got all their work done, yeah, yeah. Right. And so what I did, I put a boundary, uh, some boundaries on that. I said, if it is an emergency that needs to be done now, call me. If it can wait. Until 4 p.m. at the end of the day, email me. Uh, and if it needs to be done in person or via Zoom, uh, where like we actually need to interact in person or on a Zoom, then and and it's not a it's not an emergency, then schedule a Zoom on my calendar. Like I put those rules in place, and uh, and also uh, another rule I said was. Uh, the first thing they need to do is they need to Google search how to do something, right? And if it takes longer than 10 minutes of searching and they still can't find it, ask a, ask an, a coworker. If a co- coworker doesn't know the answer, then they need to reach out to me. And then I had those communication rules in place. Either mm-hmm. email me if it can wait till 4 p.m. every day, uh, call me if it's an emergency, or book a, an actual meeting with me. And then whenever I put those boundaries in place, the disruptions during the day got cut by like ninety five percent. Yeah, because they okay. would figure it out on the on, on their yeah, own. Yeah, you'd be or, amazed how like yeah. people that they couldn't figure out a problem before, all of a sudden if they have to wait till four o'clock, <laughs> they can somehow figure yeah. it out because they don't want to wait. Oh. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about like these new generations of of working class people that are coming in, but like their first instinct if they don't know how to do something. Their first instinct is to just ask. Like, they, yeah, which they is surprising because you'd think their first instinct would be to like search it on Google or something. Yeah, like, that's what yeah, I do. When I don't know how to it's do not. It's not. Like, at least that's not my experience. It's like they, I don't know. Like, one example that I can come up with is like, we got a bunch of GoPros for our, our social media team. And I handed the GoPro box to one of them. And she immediately looks at the box. And not two seconds later, tries to hand it back to me and says, can you show me how to do it? Can you show me how to turn it on? And I'm like, I pushed it back and I said, why don't you take 10 minutes to try to figure this out for yourself? (laughs) And then if you can't figure it out, then I guess I'll show you or, you know what I mean? Like, 
Guess it's what? Hard she figured because, it out like, in five minutes. Yeah, of course she did. It's it's hard because like we're saying you have to train people and and I stand by that. Like you have to train your people. But for me, training is about like like the processes of the company itself, not about yes. small tasks that hopefully they've they've come equipped to like solve. You want you want people that can solve problems on their own. And that's maybe one thing I would add, Peter, is like for me. Um, successful delegation actually starts in the hiring process. You want to hire someone who can think for themselves, who can solve problems for themselves. Um, and then, and then for me, I always pair that with yes, the tactical and and technical training you need to give them, and and support on you know <laughs> running a GoPro camera you might need to give them mm-hmm. at some point. But like for me, um, delegation works the best when I can communicate my vision and philosophy for the company and then give them sort of rules that they can operate within. Like my team knows that we don't, uh, we don't work with certain kinds of clients. So if they, if someone reaches out to them or whatever, tries to connect with them and they don't match certain criteria of the kinds of clients we like to work with, we just automatically decline. They don't have to check with me, anything like that. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, I also give them rules like, uh, you know, you can offer a, a discount up to a certain percentage without having to talk to me. If it goes over that, let's talk real quick. But if it's under a certain amount, let's just go for it and just move ahead. And things that just like keep the work flowing instead of them feeling like they have to ask me for every little thing. Because then you just become a big bottleneck, Peter, you know? Yes, yeah. that's that's how I feel right now, actually. And yeah. I just want to find out... Um, how does it? Uh, how do you go about measuring the success of uh, the training and the delegation? Um, is it is it just as simple as saying, "Oh, I used to spend uh, ten hours a week um, responding to requests for some kind of information, and now they've dropped down to four? Uh, because I would assume that you you would go through a number of iterations before you find something that actually works, not just for yourself but for the whole team. Because I I also don't want to get to a point where um, my staff is is afraid to approach me because I've kind of set boundaries, or uh, you know, I don't want to get to a point where I say, um, "Have you looked at video? Have you done this and that?" Um, and then find out that some some tasks have not been done because um, I expected them to get done without being involved. Yeah, um, how do yeah, you go that's, about? That's, that's a good question. Like you don't you don't want to appear hostile. You don't want to be rude. You don't want to just close your doors. I I what I do on my team is if someone asks me about something that I know is in one of our SOPs, a lot of times I'll say I'll I'll give like a one sentence solution because we operate mostly on Slack. So I don't have people like coming into my office. We we're a remote team. We operate on Slack in terms of communication. Um, and so someone might say, "Hey, can you remind me?" Um, how I set ad markers in the podcast episodes. And so I'll say, I'll say something really short, like sure it's on the edit podcast episode page. And then I'll say, and as a reminder, we have an SOP for this. It's, it's here. You can go look it up. And, and, and that sort of that I've helped them a little bit. And then I haven't said, Hey dummy, remember this is over there. Don't bother me. Right. I've said, Hey, no problem. Uh, here's, here's how to get started on it. And maybe you'll remember from there. And if not, Here's this other thing that that I made to help you, uh, and, and so then you're being helpful and kind, but still not wasting tons of time on it as well. Understood. Yeah. Um, so if I if I do find out that uh, delegation is not the the issue right now, I feel that that is the biggest challenge that I have. Um, 
in the in the businesses that you have set up in the past, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you you kind of done some root cause root uh, root cause analysis of what might be slowing you down or taking up most of your time, and then you figure out that it's it's not just that it's probably something else. Uh, right now, I've I've gone to the delegation thing because I feel that sometimes the projects, uh, the internal projects specifically, are slowed down because. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to provide my input, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to grow the company and I'm focusing on marketing it. That's that's the way that I look at it right now. Um, but if if at yeah, all, I, I think uh, I think what you need is uh, Clay's Clay's uh, time. What is it like a time <laughs> audit, Clay? We're yeah, it's really. I mean, it's really simple. It's it's just like you 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 print out your or just journal or what do you call it? Document. A 24-hour period of a typical workday, um, right. and I think I, I think I talked about this on an episode. It's an older episode for sure. I've heard um, it a couple of times, so yeah. I know long-time uh, I listeners think, will be familiar with it. I think it was with Bobby Macy, actually. Oh um, yeah. Now that I think about it, but yeah, a 24-hour period. Just break it down into like you know 15-minute increments or whatever, and literally write down what you did in that time block, and. Okay. It's and it's really easy. Now, this is a really simple idea, but it's super hard to do. It's really easy to lie to yourself. I'm just telling you, it's really easy to lie to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that does absolutely no benefit for you. So, like if you sat there, if you like went on TikTok and you wasted 45 minutes watching really stupid videos on TikTok, well then you need to write that down. Watch stupid videos on TikTok. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like, like, don't lie to yourself. It's just figure out what you're spending time on in a 24-hour period. And I mean, like, even sleep. Because, and, and this is, the reason I'm saying this is because, uh, like, to include sleep and, and even personal and family time is because that stuff's important. Like, I, I'm not telling you to log that stuff so that you can be like, oh, yeah, I sleep like eight hours a night. I could probably cut back to six hours. Like, no. Like, this is a this is a realization of how you spend your time uh, in a twenty four hour period, but also like how you spend your time in the business day, but also to make sure that you actually are spending the time on the things that are, I would say, more important than business, which is health and family. And so you need to make sure to do those those things as well. So like kind of kind of a kind of a phase two of that, like once you document. Then determine what you think fifteen dollar an hour, fifteen U.S. dollars an hour. I don't know what the currency there is in in South Africa, but fifteen dollar an hour task, or basically tasks that that you could you can uh, delegate to like an administrative person. Figure out what those are, and then delegate those like immediately, because okay. those those are like really easy things that you would be surprised on how much time you spend on those things. Right, right. So that's, I'm that's that according right to now. Preston Clay Mosley's time <laughs> audit. Time audit. That's right. <laughs> Clay Mosley's okay. time audit yeah. trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, what's resonating here? What's what? Are, what are you hearing? And and what uh, changes do you think you're going to be able to make in your business over the next six or twelve months to improve? Well, I'll start. I'll start at the end. I, I really like the time audit thing because uh, trust you me, I find myself 
um, doing some administrative tasks and probably 80% into the task, I'll, I'll be like, why, why didn't I delegate this to somebody? Yeah. Because I, I do have someone who uh, does quite a bit of admin, but it's just that, you know, um, it's I can quickly go through this and you find you've spent three hours on something that you thought you'd have spent, you'd have spent yep. 30 minutes on. Yep. Um, so, so definitely something that I'm going to do. Um, and, and the other thing um, is to to go down to go back to the training. So my training has really been, uh, you know, standing in, in the corridor, standing in the passage, ha- having a chat with somebody, saying, "Oh, this is how I do X, Y, Z," and then I walk off, uh, knowing that I've I've passed on that knowledge. Um, but then I find out that a couple of days later, not much was done because a step or two was missed. And uh, and I have to do it again and again. So I'll definitely look at uh, a better way of documenting uh, the system. I'm going to yeah. pick up to see how I can use that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the two of those are going to help me to figure out, uh, one, what I shouldn't be spending my time on, and also trying to see how how frequently, or, you know, setting boundaries, how, how frequently um, I'm asked to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think if you did just those two things, like you'd you'd be well on your way to cutting that that time in half that we talked about. Yeah. And then if you if, you know if you follow Clay's thing, you might realize that you know maybe you're only spending eight hours a week or, or six hours a week or something. It, it just feels like more because it can be frustrating. And and, uh, and so you might you might find even quicker progress. Clay, were you going to say something? Yeah, I I read a, there's a book I would recommend. Um, it's it's called Traction. And the really cool thing about this book, I have not finished it yet, but it's been amazing. Um, The really cool thing about this book is that it gives you clarity on, or it gives you direction on clarity in your business. So it it talks about like at the beginning, it talks about like core values, like, and also like what's, what's the, like what's kind of the end goal for your business. Um, and the reason why that's important is because it gets you in a mindset of like, uh, like where the kind of like where you want your business to be and and those core values and the how that helps as far as like delegation is, it, I think it'll just give you like a, a clarity mindset um, because it'll make you hyper focused and then it'll make you realize like, yeah, I need to like in order to gain traction. In my business, I need to start delegating some of these things um, in my business, and so um, I, I would recommend that book. It's it's super good, and we'll be sure to link to that book in the show notes of this episode as well. Um, I, I think for me, it's just like all about getting that that delegation mindset too. Sometimes you just have to like force yourself to to think first: who else could do this for me, right? And um, I have found that I've gotten to such a point with that and work that sometimes it bleeds over into my personal life. Like I do mm-hmm. some volunteering where I don't have anyone working for me. <laughs> and yeah. I'm and someone gives me an assignment and I immediately think, who could I assign this out to? And I'm like, oh, I don't really have anyone to assign it out to. And so um, I think that's maybe a good sign for my business that I'm constantly, the first thing I think when the task needs to happen is who can I assign this out to? So yeah. that takes that's really practice, good. like years and years of practice, but it really pays off. That's that's actually really good. I think we talked about this on one episode before. I don't remember which one it was, but it's like every single task that 
I get. And again, Preston, just like you said, it, it takes practice to do this. But every single thing that I, every single task that I get or every single thing I put on my task list, I think the first thing I say, the first, the, the question I ask myself is, does that actually require me, me physically, like me as a person to actually mm-hmm, yeah. do this? Like, is there no one else that can do this? Like, because there's so many things in our business that we think for sure that that only us can do when the reality is other people can do it. You, you know, you can hire somebody or finance somebody, but the fact is, is that, you know, only you can do that. So like, for example, uh, and I, and I put this in my personal life too. So, and, and, and Peter, this might help you too. Like, because delegating things in, in business is important, but also in my personal life as well. Like, so this yeah. might be super good. I think mowing my yard, can somebody else actually do this or does it actually require me to do it? Well, I can get somebody else to do that. Great. I'm going to delegate that. Um, cleaning my house. Great. I'm going to delegate that. It doesn't actually require me to do it. Sleeping. Nope. It actually requires me to do that. Um, so I'm actually going to sleep. Working out. Well, I guess I could hire somebody to work out for me, but that gives me no benefit. So yes, it actually requires me to, d- to do that. So like, I think having this mindset of like every single thing, not just in business, but personal, will dramatically help you delegate. Yeah. And we've, we've mentioned on the show before this thing of you get stuck thinking you're the only one that can do it or you're the best person to do it. And frankly, that's just not true. There are thousands or maybe millions of people in the world who can do the same work that you do. And, and probably a lot of them can do it better. And I say that to myself as much Most as to them. anyone. Right. Like I, and, and, and if you, and again, coming back to like the hiring process, your goal is to find those people who can do the things that you want to delegate and can do them better than you would do them. So many times my team has changed the SOP. So I'll, I'll send out like how I did it. And they're like, well, why'd you do that? Why, what if we did this instead? And it's so much more efficient and comes out so much better. And so I think you have to give your team some flexibility to be able to do that. And you have to, Bring on people who are smart enough and and um, and what's the word like they're go getters, right? They they want to they want to solve problems on their own. And if you bring on those kinds of people, the delegation will come much more easily. Peter, we've been talking a while, uh, but hopefully this has been helpful for you. It's been fun for us to talk about delegation a bit. Do you have any last last minute parting thoughts? Well, um, I've I've just been thinking about the the hiring process as well. Um, I think. Sometimes we focus on one specific need um, at that point in time uh, during the hiring process, as opposed to finding those go-getters who can also adapt and mm-hmm. would, would be able to take on the delegation. So that's something yeah. um, as well that I'll, I'll, I'll take note of. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to, to wait for that link of traction as well. Um, and yeah, uh, I, yeah, I once I, had someone. I once had someone very smart in business teach me that when you're hiring, you hire the best people and then you you his analogy was you get mm, the best people good. on the bus and then you find their seat on the bus right. and so right. you you just want the best people uh with the best skill sets and you know people on my team have changed roles uh lots of times and and actually i find those people are the most valuable because they understand the most the different aspects of the business. And so if you just get talented people on, not only are you going to have lower turnover rates, you're going to have people stick around, you're going to have people know your business better, you're going to have people be invested in your business better. It's just, it's a win-win all around. 
Right. Now that's great, great stuff that uh, that you've shared today. I'm really, I'm really glad that I managed to get on the show today. Um, I'll also have a look at the book of traction because uh, seems yeah, like quite good. a good uh, number of points there that I can use. Um, just one last, uh, one last question from from my side is: um, uh, I heard you talk right at the beginning, saying that uh, you know should look at the business as if it's something that you want to sell. Is that is that always the mindset that a, a founder should have to always? 100%. Create a business as if it is something to be sold. It doesn't uh, so mean that you prepare it. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and not, doesn't mean you have to sell. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you build it, it if, if you build it as something that you can sell, then that means it can run without you, right? Because you can't sell yourself. So, if your business can't run without you, you can't sell it. And so okay. that helps you yeah. then then delegate more powerfully, set up systems and processes. All the things we talked about in the episode today makes it sellable. Doesn't mean you have to sell it, but it does mean that your business runs without you. So that can be a powerful thing. Peter, okay. uh, our time is up for today. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for these great questions. And just thanks for coming on the show. Do you want to let people really quickly know where they can find you? Yes, uh, you can visit the, the company website. That's afrolinks.co.za. Uh, that's the best place that you can find me. That's uh, the form there and all my contact details are available on the website. Thanks again for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, thanks a lot. Right thanks, there. Clay. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.